And good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We have a corporate update today, but before we get into that conversation, just a real quick look at the numbers. A little bit of a sell-off day in gold. Uh, December gold was down more than $60 or over 3% today. A uh, little bit of a sell-off. And uh, silver uh, was down about 3.5%. Today, $26.81. Uh, the miners per the GDX, GDX day also in red. Uh, there was a few takeaways from the Fed minutes today. We will have some commentary regarding those minutes in due time. Um, but uh, we're going to move along and get to a conversation I've been looking forward to have uh, with a friend of mine and somebody I've known for the last couple of years. And that is the CEO of ATAC Resources. ATAC trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol ATC. And Mr. Graham Downs, welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. Thanks so much, Trevor. It's uh, great to be on the show. Thanks again. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. I know you are on the road. Uh, uh, you're kind of work, doing half working, half vacation with the family. It is August. It seems like a lot of people out of Vancouver and are out on vacation right now, so we appreciate you taking the time. I really wanted to uh, just take a step and give us a corporate update into what ATAC has been up to uh, this spring and summer. A uh, couple key highlights. If we could talk about what's going on with Rockla first, and then we'll get into a couple of the other side stories. Uh, tell us about your flagship project up in the Yukon and some of the exploration work currently taking place. You bet. Uh, thanks again. Um, so, for any of your listeners that uh, aren't familiar with the story, you know we're up in the Yukon, and our flagship property is the Rockla Gold Project. Um, it's just north, the uh, east of uh, Victoria Gold's Eagle Deposit and, and uh, Alexico's Volcano Mine. So, um, kind of in a brownfield area. We made our first discovery out uh, out that way at the Radcliffe Gold Project in 2007, and then uh, eventually expanded our, our project to about 1,700 square kilometers, so 100 miles long and about. Uh, eight to ten miles wide, just one of the largest projects in, in the Yukon. So we found the, the Tiger Deposit in 2007. Uh, it's about almost 500,000 ounces, as measured indicated, at just over three grams. And then 2009, 10, we discovered the Canada's uh, only carbon cell mineralization, and then we put out a maiden resource on that uh, 2018 at uh, almost two million ounces. One, it's one almost 1.7 million ounces at uh, just over four grams. So it hosts one of the North Americans, uh, North America's largest open pit resources over uh, four grams, over a million ounces as well. So that's on the maiden resource. So that big project, uh, and now we've been focusing on, on the uh, airstrip target, which is at the western end of the uh, project, which is a almost 12 square kilometer uh Gold anomaly, but we've seen very little work, and, and we're just uh, finishing lab drilling there, prospecting, and we've got two diamond drills ready to start in a couple of days here. So it's exciting times. Yeah, I, I mean, this has been a kind of an ongoing project for you, obviously, uh, a lot within the proper to explore. Uh, you know, how has your uh, has your strategy in exploration at Rockland changed? Um, uh, this this year at all because you know knowing that you have so many different targets uh, you don't have a ton of money in the bank I mean you're not as cashed up as a lot of other people uh, you're limited with your drilling and the time uh, how how do you strategically go about exploring Rockland this year 
you know, that's always one of the challenges that uh, when you have a project like this is you're it's getting the candy shot. So, uh, but what we decided this year to do is is really focus on the western end of the project where where we expect to get a, a permit for a, a road into the western end in the coming months. So closer to infrastructure, uh, and because the anomaly is just so large that, uh, and we had success in 2016 with, with two gun or two rab holes that uh, ended in gold mineralization, and they're just limited by depth. So, um, and then the guys have been working uh, the last uh, six weeks, uh, kind of expanding on that. We've got about 400 rock samples, a huge geochem program of trenching we're, we're doing on-site roads with a, an excavator so basically to get back to, to the question is we want to focus more on, on where we're going to have infrastructure first okay um uh julia lane who was your exploration geologist there at the project has passed suddenly just just about a year ago um can you tell us you know since her passing what were some of the you know was a lot of that information uh, that she really, uh, you know, she, she was the backbone of that project, really knew everything in and out of everything discovered. Was there a challenge of picking up those pieces since her passing and uh, and, and continuing to move forward, uh, other than just, you know, obviously the loss of a good friend? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it was devastating and probably the, the hardest thing that we ever had to deal with uh, in our uh, in, in my career anyway. And, and, uh, and yeah, she has, she was uh, passionate about it. She'd been with us for a long time and, uh, you know, she knew everything about the project. Um, and exactly. It's, it, it's tough. Fortunately we have, uh, you know, continuity and we, you know, we're always mentoring, uh, uh a larger team and Adam Coulter, who was, uh, Julia's right hand man for many years has stepped up and, and Andrew Karn as well, our project uh, development, corporate development. Uh, both of those uh, fellows have come on full time with us. So, and then you know we're we're back with a, a board and technical advisory team that's been on the project for a long time as well. So, you know we're fortunate in that sense uh, because we're such a techni- technical, technical, uh, technically orientated team that it wasn't too difficult. But uh, you can never replace the passion that uh, Julie had for the, Julie had for the project. That's for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and well said there. Um, okay, let's move away from uh, the Radcliffe Project real quick. And I, I want to ask you about Idaho Creek. Uh, today you had some news. You actually optioned off I- the Idaho Creek property. Uh, it hasn't necessarily been top priority of the company for a while, but uh, so it sounded like a good way to uh, kind of get an asset off the books and uh, and hand it over to somebody else. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, it's uh, because going back to, you know, when I started with the group in 2004 uh, in a different capacity, we were a project generator for many years. And we had about 20 to 30 projects. And when we made the discovery on the Rapid Gold project, we kind of divested most of our non-core at that time. But we kept the uh, the three key projects, which is the Rosie uh, gold project, which which is an exciting project that is available for auction, and the Cannot Silver Lead Zinc, and then uh, and the Idaho Creek, and uh, Idaho Creek is situated around Casino, uh, with with Western Copper, and then Macara is working on the Root Creek, and it was just it was a very a good fit uh, for Macara, and they're a great team, uh, steeped in in experience as well, so. 
uh, it was really nice to be able to put that together, and, and uh, we're going to be working with them to advance that to as much as possible. They're they're operating, but uh, you know we'll be able to, to help out where we can. Um, so you made was the total of there was a hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash Canadian, and then um, uh, you got seven hundred fifty thousand shares of Macara. Is that is is that how it all panned out? It's an option, so it, it's over time with a work commitment as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's an option. So the first year they're just kind of going to get in there and we get a few shares and, and the, uh, a few bucks cash, and then uh, as they advance uh, both those projects, uh, they can continue to earn them to a hundred percent. Correct. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, okay. And one thing I really was excited to talk to you about is. Uh, you now have a property in Nevada, and you've been pretty, uh, you know, you've done some work down there already uh, before you could really get into the Yukon, so fill us in on the workings in Nevada. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, uh, we've been looking in, in Nevada for a long time because we've gained so much experience, uh, you know, with finding and exploring for carbon style mineralization. And, uh, you know, credit to Silver Range, they identified this project, which is like, just east of the Goldfield project that Waterton owns, and uh, um, I think those claims came available. So, you know, one of the problems in Nevada, so many projects are encumbered by you know, huge royalties, and this one doesn't have any. So, we auctioned it. It's uh, it, it's funny. It's not carbon style mineralization. It's high sulfidation, but uh, you know, it, one of the holes I think uh, from the Tom Keen, which their property. Um, covers is, uh, I think it's like 22 meters of uh, two grams. So we know there's gold on the project, tons of old workings. And when we went down to do some due diligence, I mean, the alteration is, is incredible. And uh, so we, we flew some hyperspec, uh, airborne hyperspec. We just got that back, and uh, I can't speak too much to that. We haven't uh, released it, and we're also developing our soil sampling and prospecting and rupture sampling program right now so uh, you know it's it's really nice it's road accessible um and it's in a it's in a hub of activity down uh, near just in goldfield south of tonopah and just north of corvus and anglegold so yeah it's exciting uh love working down there and and it gives us off-season news and that's what you know one of the struggles with the yukon is you know we're as you mentioned we have a a six-month window where we can work, and then it slows down. And this gives us uh, some optionality for our shareholders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that is section of Nevada, I mean, you're right in between two of the most uh, very, you know, very hot areas of Nevada, you know, the the Bulldog District where Corvus right. is, along with a couple of the major producers doing exploration work, and uh, Tonopah is obviously... Uh, has an incredible amount of exploration that's popped up in the last couple of months, including BlackRock Gold, Suma sure. Silver, um, and Viva Gold. I mean, do you think, I mean, you, we, you've talked about the gold assays and gold returns, historic returns on the gold, but I mean, do you have any reason to believe there might be some silver on the property as well? I, I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and, and look into the data that we have from it. Um, you know, obviously we're focused on, on the gold, but uh, we'll take the silver for sure. I, I can't remember the historical numbers for silver off the top of my head, but um, there's definitely an opportunity. I know there is some silver with the, the gold field or gem field deposit as well. I just can't remember the ratios. 
Is it challenging for you as the CEO of this company to uh, manage multiple projects in, in basically two very different jurisdictions and two very different mineralizations and deposits? No, you know, I, 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 I think we all embrace it. We love it. And, uh, and we're excited about, you know, working in different jurisdictions. Uh, you know, when we went down to do the due diligence, it was pre COVID it was in the fall of last year. And, uh, you know, you just get off the plane, you zip up there and you drive out there and it's, uh, it's pretty simple. And, 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 you know, you've got, uh, Ed Cope, who is a expert, uh, North American exploration and the contact that he has down there, we're able to pick up consultants, uh, or get consultants easily. So, you know, it's, it's quite easy. And being road accessible down there and, and the amount of work and the, the, the companies down there, it's not that hard. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, can you fill us in on your treasury, how much money you have in the bank? I know you raised about a million dollars not too long ago. Um, you know, compared to a lot of the other financings we're seeing hit in the market, that's pretty small change. Uh, and you've got another project, obviously, out of Nevada. Uh, how far do you, what's your treasury like? How far do you see this taking you? And when will you, will ATAC most likely go back to the market for some more financing? Yeah, so we didn't have any flow through at the beginning. Of the, we had very little flow through. So we wanted to just uh, uh, top that up for this season our, our program is going to be about three ish million dollars so we're going to have about uh, six and a half million at the end of the year with the program we have laid out assuming we don't ramp it up with uh, success so we've got uh, about 10 right now and uh, should come up with 6.5 we don't have a need to, to do any more uh, financing if the opportunity arises then we'll, we'll probably uh, take advantage of that and then the uh the work that we have to do in the data, we don't have huge expenditures for the next two years, actually for the next four years. So it's up to us the pace that we go at that, that program. So, I mean, our goal is to ramp things up and, and, and get back to three, four, five drills again on either the airstrip or some of our other targets. Okay. Uh, and when would you expect to see some news flow from uh, drill results out of the Yukon? Uh, you know, I don't know if you have know, been, been talking to other CEOs, but you know, we're finding that there's quite a bit of a delay, and uh, we're seeing easily four weeks delay in, in assay turnarounds right now, so it's pretty frustrating. And rushing samples is pretty pretty expensive. So we we typically will rush one or two, probably more of the lab holes, just to make sure that we are seeing golds and to help direct our diamond drilling program. So. Uh, we're we're doing that selectively right now, but we we like to put out more, um, you know, our news with a little bit of context, not just one p one off, you know, grab holes here and there. So we right, probably won't right. see news until September. Okay, all right, um, Graham. Before I let you go, and I, and I know I, I don't want to hark on it, but uh, we did talk about the passing of Julia. A year ago, um, there was news out of British Columbia in the Golden Triangle that uh, another crew uh, had been lost uh, earlier this week. And uh, our hearts and our prayers and thoughts go out, go out to them and everybody affected, friends, family, colleagues. Um, can you just give us, you know, as a CEO of an exploration company, kind of the about the perceived risks one takes when exploring in in such rugged terrain and and in the back country where uh, you know th- 
things can really go awry as quickly as fast as you can think. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to, you know, send my my thoughts into everyone at the the, the team there, and uh, it's it's a very difficult time, and and uh, yeah, and 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 there are inherent risks in what we do, and and uh, as a dad, and when I I was up on the site a couple about a week ago, and you know, you're flying around in helicopters and and in planes, and you're you're in alpine mountainous terrain. It's uh, you know, it's it's always in your mind, but it's what you do. And, and, um, there's, you know, there's, you're in about 99.9% of the time, you know, everything's fine, but there's always that risk. And, uh, my, my, my thoughts are, are to the families of the what ones in the team, um, uh, regarding this last fatality. So. Yeah. Uh, Graham, I know, I know it's hard. It still is hard. And, uh, even this hits home, but, Thank you for those words. I'm, it really means a lot to, I think, everybody who's listening. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, that's Graham Downs. He is the CEO of ATAC Resources. Again, trades on the TSX venture with the symbol ATC. Uh, Graham, we'd love to have you back on later this fall when we see some of those drill results and see how the work had progressed out of uh, Rackley and also in Nevada. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks again for having me. And just for any of your listeners, we're going to have a uh, Invest Yukon uh, webinar or presentation on August 27th at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific. So uh, if you want to see a, a live video of that presentation, visit, uh, uh, follow ATAC Resources on Twitter and or Invest Yukon. So thanks. Yep. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow morning with the news briefing. Take care. Have a wonderful evening.